Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 409. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 10 and 11. Let's read our passage. To the married I give this command, not I but the Lord. A wife is not to leave her husband. But if she does leave, she must remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband and a husband is not to divorce his wife. This is Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians, a letter written from Ephesus during Paul's third missionary journey to the church in Corinth, which he had founded five years earlier, dealing with a lot of problems with the church. And he's in a period now in this letter where he's answering questions. And chapter 7 is all dealing with marriage. He began talking to those who are married. His challenge to them was to stay married. Stay married with full conjugal rights to each partner. Then in verses 8 and 9, he talked to unmarried and widows. I made the case that unmarried meant widowers. He was talking to widowers and widows. His challenge to them was remain as they are, unmarried, unless they're just not equipped to live a celibate life, in which case they should get married. Now, today he's speaking to the married. Now, we know he means married to believers, to believers that are married to each other, because in the next section he's going to talk about where a believer is married to an unbeliever. So, in this section, short passage, two verses, he's speaking to two believers that are married to each other. Verse 10, he says, To the married I give this command. This is stronger. Last time he said, I say to the unmarried and the widows. Here he says to the married, I give this command, stronger language. And then he adds, not I, but the Lord. But it's making it very clear here. I'm not just giving you my expert opinion here. This is from the Lord himself. And he does have words from the Lord to go on. Jesus dealt a few different places with the subject of divorce in the Gospels. So he's not just giving his opinion. He's not just giving his instruction as an apostle led by the Holy Spirit. He has information that Jesus himself dealt with the issue of divorce. So I give this command, not I, but the Lord. A wife is not to leave her husband. But if she does leave, now, this seems odd, though. He says she's not to leave, but if she does leave, well, what he's saying here is she's not supposed to leave, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And a husband is not to divorce his wife. Well, a couple of issues here. The wife leaves her husband. The husband divorces his wife. I think they're really interchangeable. Because he uses similar words in the next section kind of interchangeably. In our society, separation means one thing. Divorce means another thing. In, in their world, it's really the same thing. And so I, I don't, don't think we should make a, uh, an issue where the wife leaves, the husband divorces. It's the, the whole point here is a breakup of a marriage. And the bottom line, this is another area where the, the teaching is pretty simple here. And, and the language is not even complicated either. 
So for those that are married, two believers that are married to each other, stay married. And that's his theme throughout chapter 7, is for each of these group of people, stay as you are. Don't be looking for a change in status. Now, why is Paul addressing this issue? Well, it's part of a, the letter that they've written and have raised some issue. We don't know what the question is. But remember the intro to chapter 7, that uh, saying, it's good for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. I think that's still carrying forward. And perhaps people were looking to dissolve their marriages based on that phrase, that saying, that if we're going to be super spiritual, we shouldn't be having sexual relationships, so we should dissolve our marriages. So the context may be people saying, I'm too spiritual to be married. If it's preferable to be single to follow Christ, then we'll just be single. Paul's saying, no, it doesn't work that way. You can't dump your spouse to go be single to be free to follow Christ. Follow Christ as a married person. Another interesting thing here, why does he address the women first? Because in the other places, he addresses men first. He mentions husbands and wives, men and women, widowers and widows. Here he addresses women first. This is something of conjecture, but certain historians and, and scholars think there may have been a group of women in Corinth that they called, at least the historians call them, eschatological women. Now, it's a big word. Eschatology is just the study of end times, the study of the last things. We start looking at all the different isms as far as the end of the world, the end of the age, the millennium, and all that kind of stuff. That's eschatology, the study of end times. And so there's a group of women that they have assigned this uh, title to, eschatological women. Apparently, they believed that they had already realized the resurrection of the dead. And so they're, they're already in a spiritual state. And so they're now like angels. And since we know in the gospel, like in the gospel of Luke, it says the angels neither marry or are given in marriage. So because they've now achieved this super spiritual state, they can divorce their husbands so they can be like angels is not married because they're so super spiritual. And they are rejecting their husbands and divorcing their husbands. And perhaps that's why Paul deals with the women first. Because remember, Paul's dealing with real-world issues. He's not just giving them, okay, here's some doctrine about divorce. Here's some doctrine about sexual immorality. Here's some doctrine about suing one another. No, he's talking real-world issues. So he's probably got in mind things that are actually happening. And there's probably this group of women, these eschatological women, who are dumping their husbands because they're now super spiritual. And there's probably guys doing the same thing, dumping their wives, because he has a husband's not to divorce his wife. So the, the context of this may be people saying, I'm too spiritual to be married. And Paul's response to them is, knock it off. Stay married. If you're married, you're married. And this isn't just me speaking. Jesus says, don't 
get divorced. So I don't think he's trying to give some kind of overall doctrine of divorce, but this fits within an overall biblical doctrine of divorce. And divorce is an issue that it's mentioned in the Gospels. Uh, Jesus talks about divorce in Matthew 5, Matthew 19, Mark 10. And in all those, he's kind of down on divorce. He says it's a divorce is not permissible. One area he does give an exclusion clause of it is allowed in the case of sexual immorality. But he also adds in, in other places that if you're divorced, you cannot remarry, that to remarry is to commit adultery. So what would we do with all this? Well, if you remember, Paul's not dealing with the whole overall doctrine of divorce. He's dealing with these people who are doing crazy things because they think they're too spiritual for normal stuff. And he's trying to reel them back in. They think they're too spiritual to live within morality. And he said, no, you can't commit sexual immorality. That they're too spiritual to have uh, sexual relations with their spouse. No, no, be normal. And, and here are a group of people who are too spiritual for marriage and, and divorcing their spouses. But the topic of divorce, it's a tough topic for our time because divorce has become such a normal aspect of life. And that's where we have to be careful dealing with it. Understand that divorce is contrary to God's word. God's word paints the picture of marriage as a lifelong relationship to be cherished, celebrated, one flesh relationship. But the Bible also shows that divorce is a reality. It is a sin. Nonetheless, it is a reality. That's where we have to be careful in the church in particular, not to make it the unforgivable sin of this permanent stain on one's uh, life that can never be dealt with again. So we have to lift up marriage, support marriage, help marriage, try to preserve marriages. But then we are dealing with divorced people. We have to also extend a lot of mercy and care for. Paul mentions here that if the woman does leave her husband, the hope is reconciliation. That should always be our hope, reconciliation. But sometimes we say, no, reconciliation is not possible, in which case we have to care for those that are going through divorce, because divorce is a tough thing to go through. But Paul's message, stay in the condition you are. Just because you've come to Christ now, just because you're a follower of Christ now, doesn't mean you shift gears and where you were married, now you're not married. No, no, you're still married. And still love marriage, cherish marriage, love your spouse. So he's dealt with those that are married, stay married. He's dealt with those who are widowed. Better remain as you are, but if he can't, get married. Now he's dealing with believers that are married together. And the message for them is stay married. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.